You're listening to the Live and Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Edgington, and welcome to today's episode. What's up, fam? Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us for week five of the Live and Fit Podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode, and I love helping people set goals because there's a little bit more effort that needs to go into it than just like writing something down on a piece of paper and putting it in your drawer until the end of the year and hoping that it happens. So before we get in, I want to start these episodes like just fun and light, and I couldn't think of a better way than sharing two kind of embarrassing stories that happened to me this week. I wouldn't say embarrassing, just kind of like, how? How could you let this happen, Megan? (sighs) I don't know why I'm exposing myself like this, but hopefully I make you guys laugh at the expense of my own embarrassment. So one day last week, I had a pretty full day. I had like some goals for the day, a to-do list, and I was ready to conquer all of my tasks. And after I drop Maddie off, I go to the gym because that's my routine. So I'm getting my warm up on, on the treadmill. And I get a call from the school nurse. This is the first time I get a call from her school. So naturally, I'm like freaking out already. Like my heart's pounding before I even answer the phone. So the nurse proceeds to tell me that she thinks Maddie's having an allergic reaction and that she's got this big red splotchy spot on her face. And I just dropped her off 20 minutes ago. She was fine. And she didn't eat anything new for breakfast. She hasn't even had snack time yet. There's, I just don't know what she could have come in contact with. So I'm freaking out. And all I could think is that like, did another kid hit her? What's going on? She asked if I wanted to come pick her up. And like, of course I want to come get her. So I immediately leave head to the school as fast as I can and as soon as I started walking I was like oh my gosh I know exactly what happened this is so cringe I bought the Too Faced lip injection like lip plumper gloss just because I I mean my lips could use like a little love a little something a little juice and I thought I would just try it out, okay? See what the hype was all about. And I put it on that morning. I just got it and I just couldn't wait to see what it actually did. What's a little lip gloss gonna do? It's just, you know, a little razzle-dazzle to my day. And then when I drop Maddie off, what do I do? Every drop off, I smooch her a million times on the cheek and it says on the box not to come in contact with skin. And it just like, it clicked. I knew exactly what happened, which one, I was glad that that was it because it will cause redness to skin if it comes in contact with it. But at least I knew she didn't eat or consume anything. No one hit her. But I was mortified. I was so embarrassed because I knew I had to be honest with the nurse. I didn't have to. I wanted to because I didn't want them to think that anything happened to her or that there was something in the school that was causing a reaction. I just prefer to be transparent, even if that makes me look silly sometimes. And yeah, I was I was absolutely mortified when I told this to the nurse. And I also emailed her teacher and let her know because I would want to know if I was her teacher. So yeah, I went pick her up and she did not want to leave school. She was like, doesn't itch, doesn't hurt. It took a few hours to go away. I took her home. We ended up spending the day together doing pictures with Santa. And we went to just like a little kid activity to make it worth it and like (laughs) my apologies so she was pretty upset that I had to pick her up from school yeah I know someone's gonna come for me for saying all this but (laughs) you're welcome the second thing isn't embarrassing it was just like are 
are we kidding? This is like superficial, doesn't even matter. But I had one of my favorite pair of Gymshark leggings. I hadn't really worn them and they ripped when I put them on and they're the correct size. So I contacted them because they're really good. They'll just swap out your stuff. And I sent them a picture and was like, this just like ripped. I've never had that happen. So they sent me a replacement and I had the old pair sitting on my windowsill forever because I just, it felt wrong to throw them away. Even though I knew I was going to throw them away, I just couldn't emotionally do it yet. Those leggings are not exactly cheap. So I just let them kind of sit there for a little bit until I was emotionally ready to toss them in the garbage. I was decluttering and somehow I mixed them up and I threw away the a new pair. So then when I got dressed for the gym yesterday and put the old pair on, I realized it. I absolutely would have gone check the trash and like taken them out and washed them, but the trash guys came that morning. So silly, goofy mistakes. I just thought I would share because those were kind of like, oh shit moments for me. So the thing that I am grateful for this week and actually every week is Madison's teachers. Their concept that they have going on is amazing. And she's in kindergarten already learning how to read. And it's very like repetitive sight words. And I know that it's more like recognizing the words, recognizing patterns, but it's insane. She does math already. It just, I did not learn that. I remember learning the ABCs. Some of the kids in my class didn't know the ABCs yet. So we were making sure everyone was like up to speed. And I just, it's incredible. So I'm very, very, very grateful for them. I know that working with small kids takes so much patience. And even though I wanted to be a teacher when I was little, that was my dream job. I loved playing like I was a teacher and thought I wanted to go to school for that. And yeah, plot twist. No. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's really important to just wake up and think of something that you're grateful for and just be happy that you woke up another day. So I don't want to waste that anymore. So wow. Okay. I digress. Let's get into the goals for this episode. If you haven't already heard of SMART goals, it stands for, it's an acronym. So it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and timely. So I'm going to break that down in case you haven't already heard of this before. I did not make this acronym up. It's just something that I've learned and I want to pass that on. So we'll start with specific. That just means that the goal needs to be narrowed down, not just I want to squat more. It's I want to squat 150 pounds. It needs to not be so broad. Like if someone says I'm going to lose weight. Okay, well, how much weight are you going to lose? Because that is important for the next word in SMART and that's measurable. Not every goal is going to have a number associated with it, but that would be a great way to be able to measure that goal. That way, if you say, okay, in 2023, I'm going to be able to squat 150 pounds at the end of the year. And that broken down into each month and each week, you can actually measure that number. And the A stands for achievable. If your goals are not reasonable and attainable, it is going to be very hard to reach, which just leads to negative self-talk and discouragement. We need to have goals that we can reach. That doesn't mean you can't set the bar high for yourself and work really hard. It just means it needs to be realistic. For me, saying that I'm going to squat 250 pounds by the end of this year and I only squat around half of that, that seems a little unrealistic for me. It took me a while to even get to be able to squat what I squat. So I'm not saying it's impossible. It could happen. I just think that would be a little unreasonable for me. R stands for relevant. So how will it contribute to your long-term goals? If my goal is to squat more in the gym, this could be part of my long-term goal. This is just my 2023 goals. So this could be part of the big picture. All right. And so T stands for timely. So you have to have a time frame for your goals. Is this a larger goal, a macro goal, or is this a micro goal? Because you can set a goal for 
that's going to be achieved by the end of the year, or it might be your five-year goal or your 10-year goal. You can set these large goals and then break them down into smaller goals. And then you can look at what your intention is going to be, what tasks you're going to complete to reach those small goals that are going to later contribute to your large goals. I think that the most common mistake when setting goals for the year is someone says it or writes it down. It gets tossed in a drawer. It's not actually ever thought about. We need to break those larger goals down into monthly goals, into weekly goals, into daily goals. So I'm working towards these things every single day. If there's no time frame, you're just going to keep running and running and running and running and running forever. You're never going to have an end. You can say, you know, at the end of this month, I need to lose two pounds. And then that way at the end of the year, I can lose my 10 pounds or 12 pounds, whatever. You have to have a place to stop and then evaluate that goal. If you hit it, you can keep going. You can set the bar a little bit higher. If you didn't reach it, let's see, maybe it wasn't attainable. Maybe you didn't put as much work as you could have. Maybe you didn't work as hard. Reevaluate it. Don't get discouraged. Keep that goal in place. Say, okay, I didn't hit it this month, but I'm definitely hitting it next month and now I know what I need to change what I need to do it doesn't always work out perfectly sometimes we have to adjust we have to learn to adapt maybe something happened in our life so we need to just take all those things into consideration not beat ourselves up and just keep persevering I like to break my goals into some categories which is exactly what I did this morning I have it broken down into personal health and business you can break this down however you like that's just what works for me I will share my goals with you guys there is a couple of business goals I'm not going to share just because some of those things are still like kind of a secret. So stay tuned. I want to get my ducks in a row before I announce any of this. So for personal goals, this might not be the end all be all for my personal goals for this year because I could always add something to them later. These are just things that I actually do want to work on. And some of them are really simple. Goals don't have to be extravagant. For instance, my personal goals, my three are to walk outside more. And I think that'll just help rid any anxiety that builds up. I mean, we're animals. We're meant to be outside, right? So I think we spend a lot of time indoors. I know I do. I spend a lot of time on my computer as well as many others. So that's a goal for me as well as become a better listener. I'm sure it's no secret that I enjoy talking, but when it comes to listening to someone, it's not that I'm not a good listener. I'm usually very engaged and compassionate. Sometimes I just like get excited and I interrupt or I put my two cents in and I really just want to let someone speak before I respond. I just want to be a better listener. That way I can be a better responder and a better friend and a better mom and a better wife. And number three is investments. I think investments are very important and I think they're also going to work very cohesively with some of my business goals. My number one is to eat less processed foods. Even though I eat pretty wholesome already, I just really want to hone in on what I'm putting in my body and the ingredients and just start thinking about what's in the protein powder what's in the pre-workout I'm not going to be perfect I still love protein bars that's absolutely processed I'm just saying limit it even more than I already do and see how I feel so that's number one number two is to consume more micronutrients this will probably happen just for the sole fact that I'm eating less processed foods but I need to make sure that I'm adding more veggies and fruit to my plate sometimes I 
just make a breakfast really fast and I make like some toast with avocado, which the avocado, boom, that's some micronutrients, some healthy fats. And then I just eat like some eggs, but I really need to be getting in more greens, more veggies, more fruits. And again, I feel like I eat a lot of them, but if I made a journal of what I was actually eating every day, I think that there would be plenty of room for improvements. And number three is to hit my protein every day. Normally track my macros and I've kind of cut back on that a little bit, but tracking protein is still super important to me. I'm not going to hit my goals in the gym if my health and my nutrition is not in alignment with those goals. Hitting my protein every day is going to be a huge priority. And I'll share just a couple of my business goals that I can actually say right now. And that's for me to upload 52 podcasts in 2023. That means every single Wednesday. If I was to miss an upload on a Wednesday, I want it to be made up for on a different day. But I want there to be 52 and I want there to be some guests on my podcast. Okay. And then the only other one I'm going to share has to do with the podcast as well, because you guys already know about the podcast, obviously. (laughs) And that's to hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. Part of me thinks that's absolutely absurd. And I was going to just do 1,000, but I'm setting the bar high. I think it's attainable. It's possible that might not happen, but I'm going to strive to get there. And the other ones, those are a secret for right now. Can't be sharing those yet. If you have no idea where to start with your goals, try just breaking it down maybe in those three categories, personal, health. Even if you don't have business goals, it can align with your career or your education or whatever other topic, or you can just have personal and health. It just depends on honestly what your life looks like, but they can be so simple. They don't have to be anything extravagant like, you know, add $100,000 to your savings account. Like, <laughs> But I'll give you guys a couple examples just to get your gears turning. And one could be as simple as drinking more water. Maybe you need to be drinking a half gallon a day, depending on your body weight. Rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to be drinking at least 75 ounces of water every day. But you can definitely drink more, especially if you're having coffee or anything like that. It, you want to be drinking more water because caffeine dehydrates you and sugary drinks will dehydrate hydrate you. So if you're not, if you're drinking anything other than just water, I always recommend drinking even more than that recommended amount. Another one could be to have a regular exercise routine. Treat it like a meeting. I tell college students all the time, if you're in school, let's say you're going to school on campus and you have all of your classes scheduled for the day, um, maybe you work as well, but whatever your schedule looks like, pencil in your gym time or your workout time or a workout class as if it was one of your classes. Build it into your schedule. I cannot stress how important moving and exercising is, even if that's a 30-minute walk around campus or around your neighborhood. And of course, this applies as well. If you're not a student, pencil it in on your planner. Exercise should be a non-negotiable. I know people are busy. I know it's hard to find the time, but this is literally your body. Your body is not going to function properly if you are not treating it properly. I know I'm sounding like I'm getting hype over here, but it's because it's so true. We get in these mindsets of not having time, but make time. Make time for your health. Prioritize your body. That body is what goes to work every day. That body is what's providing for your family and putting food on the table. You have to take care of it. And later on down the road, you're going to find yourself in a much deeper hole mentally and physically if you do not start now. So if you're not already doing it, come on, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Get up, get moving, like let this be your wake up call. And another one could be to sleep better. This is a tough one. I was a night owl. I kept thinking that I needed to go see a doctor for insomnia or some way to get more sleep because I was just living my life exhausted, waking up, not feeling refreshed. It just seemed like such a waste. I was staying up way too late. I couldn't sleep at night. But then I started looking at my night routine and now 
I am in bed by like 8 30 9 o'clock sometimes we're watching a show depending on how sleepy we actually are and then I'm going to sleep I'm not staying up till one o'clock two o'clock in the morning every once in a while my hamster wheel is still going a million miles an hour but it has gotten so much better and I just feel so much better during the day so look if you're not sleeping well start looking at what your nighttime routine looks like what you could do to change that it's still something that I am putting a lot of effort into but it's gotten so much better and I cannot stress enough what a life-changing difference it has made for me. Um, another one could just spend more time in nature. Like we are animals. We are a species. We should be spending some time in nature, not just in the four walls of our house. I think this makes such an impact on your mental health. And obviously walking is a physical movement as well. Another one could be something that doesn't have to really do with your body. It could be to speak up more. It could be standing up for yourself. It could be setting boundaries, learning to set boundaries, or just writing down which boundaries you need. Be specific. Who do you need to set boundaries with and how are you going to do that? I think it just comes with age and experience with setting boundaries with people because I've always been really bad about speaking up and just doing my own thing. But lately, I've been going to the beat of my own drum. I've been doing what makes Megan happy. And it just really was a light switch maybe in the last year where I was like, no, no one else is going to affect how I feel. Of course, I'm a human. If you hurt my feelings, that's one thing. But I am not going to dwell on it. But anyone that threatens my mental peace, my mental health, or just the way that I feel, I'm going to back off. I'm not saying that I'm just going to cut them out of my life, but I think it's been very important to get to that point where I feel confident and I'm still not the best with the confrontation. There's nothing worse than feeling like you might hurt someone you love's feelings, but I've just gotten to that point where for my sanity and like, this is my life, my narrative, the shoes I walk in, I have to be in my best state of mind to take care of myself and my family. So setting boundaries could be such a significant goal. And the last example, Example I'll give you is um, to wake up earlier. I wake up early because I have to, so I have to get my daughter to school. But even if I didn't, my goal is to start waking up 30 minutes earlier than I currently do. I mean, like if you already wake up at 5 a.m., I'm not saying wake up earlier than that. I'm just saying allow yourself enough time in the morning to be able to set the tone for the day. If I wake up rushing, it starts making me feel anxious. I might have to skip breakfast or I'm just not doing what I need to do to set myself up for a successful day. I feel that the entire day. So if I wake up and I actually have a little bit of time to not rush, get dressed. I mean, of course, we're all kind of scrambling in the mornings, but even just 15 minutes to allow yourself to wake up and brew a cup of coffee or make yourself some toast. Snoozing your alarm for an extra 15 minutes is not going to make you sleep anymore, feel any better. You're not going to go back to sleep and feel good. Just get up and allow yourself a little extra time so that way you can have a much better day. And I'm guilty of it. I snooze my alarm. I did it this morning, probably eight times. I was exhausted, but that's something that I'm currently working on. So that can be another goal. So you don't have to have weight loss goals. You don't have to have physical goals. These can be mental. These can be tweaking your daily routine. So that way you can live a more fulfilled life and just being grateful that you're being given another day of living. I felt like 2022, I've made progress, but I've kind of felt like I was on autopilot and I didn't strive towards specific goals. And that's going to look so different this year. I have so many things in store, but I'm going to leave you guys with this last thought. How often do you talk yourself 
out of doing something because you're afraid of failure or don't feel worthy. So in 2023, we are banning negative self-talk. No goals are too big. If you see someone else in this world achieving something, why can't you achieve it? If it's something that you truly want, like look inward, don't just do something because it's trending or because everyone else does it and you feel like you need to live the life that they're living, but truly turn inward, get in alignment with yourself, really think about what your long-term goals are and stop talking yourself out of it. We are banning negative self-talk in 2023. We're done. It's out. It's outie. It's not even cute anymore. So I hope that you guys end up going pick up a planner, order one on Amazon, order a journal, set some goals and make sure that they are not out of sight, out of mind. It would also mean a lot if you could take just a quick second to rate and review this podcast and follow the Live and Fit Instagram. That's Live and Fit underscore podcast. It'll really support me and my goals and I would be forever grateful. I appreciate every single one of you. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye y'all.